Welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. us with his presence. I love you forever, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless the name of Jesus. Children's Church is, is open, so those who want to go to Children's Church, please, you're welcome to go. Matthew chapter 14. The Lord is just good. He's just good. He's just good. Hallelujah. We give him glory. We give him praise. Matthew chapter 14, verse 22. Immediately... Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me. To come to you on the water. Come, Jesus said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. I'm going to stop right there. You know the rest of the story. But I want, I'm led to talk to you from this thought. Faith to walk on the waters of life. Faith to walk on the waters of life. Father, thank you for your word and the power of your word. I thank you, Lord, for your anointing, and I pray for a fresh anointing of your spirit to communicate your word this morning. I thank you that when your word goes forth, it does not return to you void, but it accomplishes all that you desire. Thank you for prospering your word in the things that you sent your word to. Thank you for what your word will accomplish in our lives. It's in Jesus' name that we pray and we thank you. Amen. 
faith to walk on the waters of life. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you can walk on water. At the mention of walking on water, people will immediately say that it cannot be done. But there is a scripture that believers must always keep in mind. Luke chapter 18, verse 27. Jesus says, what is impossible with man is possible with God. Now, you need to write that one down. You need to put it on the doorpost of your house. You need to put it on your refrigerator. You need to put it in the bathroom, on the mirror. You need to put it in the bedroom, on, your, on, your, on, on the bedpost, at the head of your bed, at the foot of your bed, anywhere you look, so that every day you get up, you are reminded that the things that are impossible with man are possible with God. Can anybody say amen? As people of faith, we must always keep that scripture in the forefront of our minds because we will inevitably encounter things that seem to be or that are impossible for us. Inevitably, that's going to happen. When we do, Holy Spirit will remind us Though it's impossible for you, it is not impossible for God. We live by faith and not by sight. You know, I love praise and worship at T.O.P. because inevitably praise and worship always talks about or leads us into the message. Without me having to communicate anything to anybody, amen. If you remember the songs that have been ministered this morning, you're going to hear the very some of the very same things that I'm going to preach about this morning. Amen. So, now this message is really all about how to live by faith and overcome an unfamiliar and challenging and impossible situations of life. All right? When we study the scriptures, it, and, and most of us already know this, we, we, we always want to discover how they apply to our lives because God's Word is spirit and God's Word is life. So, so we don't read simply to get information. We read, we study to receive God's spirit and God's life that comes through the knowledge and the application and the application of what he has said. you got to apply the Word. Amen. It's not just enough to read it, but you got to apply. Well, you need to read it. Definitely you need to read it. Not just hear it. I know faith comes by hearing, but you're not going to remember everything I say. But when you sit down and read this Bible, amen, amen, there's something about reading for yourself and you're hearing in your spirit, amen, faith comes by hearing the word of the Lord. Amen. His word is spirit and his word is life. Amen. And without his spirit, without his life, listen to me. Without God's spirit, without God's life, we are like empty containers. We are like dry leaves blowing in the wind. A lot of people, even folk who come to church, and you wonder why you can't overcome. You wonder why you're always going through. Amen. You don't need to be like an empty container. 
You don't need to be like a, a leaf blowing in the wind. You're blown this way today. I was using a leaf blower to clean off my driveway the other day, and every time I blew the leaves that way, the wind would blow them back that way. And got back home, amen, and leaves have blown back over my driveway again. Those dry leaves are blown by the wind, and they easily blow. And a lot of people easily are blown by the wind. You make up your mind you're going to do this, and because you're not serious, you know, you're not rooted in the Word, you have no anchor, amen, when the winds of life start blowing, you are blown by those winds. Amen. Amen. Well, this passage speaks to us about life. It speaks to us about difficult times, and it speaks to us about new experiences that we can equate to walking on water. Amen. At least that's what the Spirit said to me. Amen. You listen, hope prayerfully he'll say the same thing to you. <laughs> Amen. Many times the things we face in life, as I said earlier, seem, seem to be impossible. They really do. Amen. Anybody ever faced any impossible situations? Amen. Uh, you know, like challenges that come um, with the things that we must do in life. There are some things that you got to do. Amen. You got to. There are some things you got to do. Yeah. If you're gonna, if you're gonna eat, and you're young, you got to work. Amen. Amen. You got to work. You just you get old enough, you 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 your parents should not be. If they are, you 18, 19, you're you still living and eating out of mama's house and mama, mama and daddy's house and eating the food that they bought. There's something wrong with you. You need to go to work. You need to go to work. Amen. And mama and grandmama, whoever needs to make you go to work. You're gonna work somewhere. You're gonna work at McDonald's, you're gonna work at Burger King, you're gonna work somewhere. You're gonna get get out there on a on a, uh, a, a landscaping crew, you're going to work somewhere because you're not sitting up in my house eating my food, sleeping in my bed, using my electricity, using my heat and air conditioning, and you too lazy to work. You got to go to work. You got to go to work. No such thing today as I can't find a job. I tell you, everywhere I go, I see signs that says, now hiring. Anyway, you got to work, amen. Uh, your career is going to come along, amen. Uh, things that you must do in life, if you have children, you got to parent. You know, having a baby is not just having a baby, but, but come to, you got to raise that child. You got you, you to pour into that child. You know, you can't wait until a child is 16 and then try to parent the child. You can't do that. You can't do that. Some things I hear that parents are going through with their children, it's not necessarily the child's fault. It's what mom and daddy did when the child was two, three, four, five, six, seven years old. Amen. Now you want to make them do something at 16. You got trouble on your hands. Because you didn't do right before them. You didn't set a standard. You didn't require them to respect you. You didn't live before them or do something before them when they were to now all of us rebel. I rebelled, but I had common sense because my daddy did not play. And my mama didn't play either. She might have said, sometimes wait till your daddy get home. But there was sometimes when she just dealt, dealt with it right then and right there. If she had a shoe, she dealt with it with the shoe. Amen. 
Yeah, I saw my grandmama. My grandmama, one of my cousins came. You know how, how folks will send the children from up north because they can't control them. They'll send them down to the country. You know. And so one of my cousins, I was in the kitchen with my grandmother. I knew not to cross my grandmama now. And he said something, and I think he cussed going out the door. My grandmama picked up something. I don't know what it was, but she, I said, oh, Lord, uh-huh. You won't act up no, no more like that. You know, you know, you, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, yeah, we grew up respecting our parents, you know. And, and, and so sometimes what we're dealing with is parents haven't raised their children now. Some parents just have not. You know, I know you're young. You know, and, and you still out there partying, you still got men friends and, and what have you, you know, you ain't stopped doing what you're doing. But if you got a child, you need to slow down. You need to stop and you need to raise that child. You need to raise that child because the day is going to come, the day is going to come when you're going to want to tell that child something. And because of the way you live before them, you're not, they're not going to listen to what you say. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things you gotta, you gotta go to school. You, you, you know, uh, or when you deal with new paths in life, if you're going off to college for the first time, that's a challenge. I don't know about you, but I didn't go many places when I was a child. I went, I went to stay with my sister in Cleveland one summer. So going off to college was a challenge for me. I mean, you know, I came out of Blair. I came out of the country. I mean, pure country. You know, and so I went to, went to Carolina, you know, and I get on campus back in the 70s, and, and these guys talking about black power and all of this stuff, and I'm like, Lord, have mercy. I had never heard anything like this before. How did I, where am I, what am I doing? You know, and it's frightened me. Amen. New paths in life can be challenging. Amen. They can be, marriage can be challenging. Amen. Amen. Unless you've been in it, even when you've been in it for a while, it can, be, it can be challenging. But when you first get in it, I mean, you know, when you're dating, you're all in love. I mean, you can't eat. You can't sleep. You're looking in each other's eyes. You're on the telephone, you know, talking to one another. You love, I mean, but, but when you've been in it, when you get in it, when you say, I do, it's something that the devil comes up against marriages. Yeah, it can be challenging. It can be challenging. Uh, dealing with rebellious children can be challenging. Even, yeah, because some children will rebel, you know, but if they've been raised to respect you, they're going to rebel behind your back. There are things I did behind my parents' back. I would never, definitely not have done some of the things I did in front of my parents' face. I didn't want them to know. I was talking to some of my classmates, and they started reminding me of some of the stuff we did. I had no business doing them. My daddy didn't know I did those things. And, you know, here we are now at 69, we're laughing about stuff. But that was rebellious. Could have been killed. Could have been dead and in my grave, but for God. Mm, mm, yeah. Starting on new paths in life can be challenging. You know, moving from a traditional job market into, into a starting a business on your own can be challenging. It can be very, very challenging. You know, the death of a loved one, amen, uh, when you've been accustomed to that person being there and, and, and now you have to continue life without that person, that can be very, very challenging. All of these things in some way or another can be equated to walking on water, amen? 
But we have to remember that the things that are impossible with man are possible with God. And the just live by faith, not by sight. Sight is what we see, right? Sight is what we see. Sight is what, what, what it looks like to us, amen? Uh, 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 um, sight is, is what we perceive things to be. We do not live by sight. We don't live by how we perceive it to be. There have been people that I've met, and, I, and before getting to know them, I perceived them to be one way. But once I got to know them, I found out that, that, that the image that they might have given or the impression that I took from what I saw was not the real thing. It was not the truth. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, so we, live, we live by faith. We do not live by sight. Living by faith is a challenge for people who are trained in sensory perception. Yeah, living by faith is, you can, you can say it all day long, I live by faith, I live by faith. But you've been trained from a child in sensory perception. What do you mean? You've been trained in touch, in taste, in smell, in sight, in sound. You have been trained in that. What you hear, amen, what you see, what you touch, what you taste. So many people, when you talk about having faith in God, they don't have any idea what you're talking about. That's why, as we give ourselves to Jesus, we want to experience him, amen? You don't want to just go to church. You want to experience the Lord, amen, so that now you have a different, you have a different perspective on things. It's not just what you taste, what you touch, what you see, amen, what you hear. Now you have learned, you have come into a personal relationship with the Lord where you talk to him and he talks to you. How many of you know the Lord talks to you? Amen. He talks, he talks, he talks. Yeah, he talks, he talks, he talks. This passage that the Lord led me to speak to us today uh, from, uh, about faith and how to live by faith doing what seems to be and many times are impossible situations for us. That's what this, this, this message is about. So let's see what we can pull from this passage that can help us uh, as we face what seems to be or what maybe are impossible situations in life. Does anybody have any impossible situations that you're facing or what seems to be impossible situations? You prayed and you prayed. Yeah, you tried and you tried. You talked and you talked. It seems like it's impossible. It seems like that situation, nothing is changing. Nothing is happening. It seems like it's impossible. Seems like it's, it is impossible. It's water that you got to walk on, and you know that if in yourself, if you step out on that water, you're going to sink. And somebody feels like they're sinking right now. Mm. Let's investigate. Let's investigate. Let's look at this. Let's look at this now. Now, we already know that, that it was because Jesus commanded Peter uh, to come to him on the water that Peter was able to step out of that boat and walk on water. We, we already know that part of the story. We, we, people have preached about this. I've preached about it. But there's more to this, more to this uh, that, 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 that I believe the Lord wants us to know today. And, you know, this is what the Lord said to me. God says, I am not a respecter of persons. If Peter could walk on water, you can walk on water too. 
Amen. And I don't know about you, but I've walked on some water in my life. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Um, so the first thing, the first thing that I noted in this passage is the statement, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go to the other side. Y'all saw that, right? So it was not necessarily their will to get in the boat. They would have stayed on shore with Jesus. But he, and the Bible didn't say he asked them. The Bible says he made them get into the boat. Now, what that looked like, I don't know. But he made them get into the boat. And then the Lord said, the Bible says, and go to the other side. Can somebody say go to the other side? So it was the Lord's intention from the beginning that they were going to make it to the other side. Amen. I want to tell you today that when you started out in your walk with the Lord, it's his intention that you make it to the other side. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what has come against you. You're going to make it to the other side. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hallelujah. Some things in life, some challenges in life are out of our control. They are. However, it doesn't mean that they're impossible. If you live, you will get older. As you get older, your body is going to change. As you get older, and for, for, for people who just refuse to exercise, you're going to have a whole lot of aches and pains. And you get to the point where your body just refuses for you to exercise. Your body will tell you your feet hurt. Your body will tell you your back hurt. Your body will tell you you sit. Say amen, Walsh. Yeah, I'm talking about you. Amen. I'm talking about you so you can stop being lazy. Get out of that lazy streak and make yourself or go buy you some doctor shows to help your feet. Take some pain medicine. Amen. Amen. When you, when you exercise, your body feels better. Even as you get older, your body feels good when you exercise. But if you just eat and sit down and lay down, when you try to move, getting out of the bed can be a pain. Anyway, you're going to get older. There are some things that are out of our control. Your life will change. Things will happen. Now, in life, you're going to have a whole lot of fun. Now, don't let anybody tell you that life can't, won't be fun and enjoyable. But also in this life, trouble is going to come. It is out of your control. It is inevitable that trouble will come in your life. I don't care how much faith you have, trouble is going to come in your life. In some form or another, trouble will come. So don't get caught up in, the, in, 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 in this false belief that because I have faith in Jesus, I am exempt from trouble. No, I am not exempt from trouble. You live in a world that's, that's, that, that, that are people that are caught up in sin, and you cannot live on an island by yourself. You are connected with people. Trouble will come from inside your house. Trouble will come from outside your house. Trouble will come on your job. Trouble will come in the form of financial difficulty. Trouble will come in a tax on your body. Trouble will come. Jesus made those disciples get in the boat. It was out of their control. They had to get in the boat. Second thing I noted in the text is that they were out 
on the boat over in the night. The winds were blowing against them and making it difficult for them. This kind of ties into the trouble. There are times in life when the winds of life are blowing against you. Anytime you decide that you're going to make a change, the winds of life are going to blow against you. A change for the good, a change for the better. You know, anytime, anytime you try to, you're going to start out to make life better, and you trust in God that things will get better in your home, in your life, on your job, in your finances, the winds of life will blow against you. All right? You're trying to go forward, but the winds of life keep you stuck in one place. It's like you're working, you're working, you're working, but the winds and the waves are pushing against you. Am I talking to anybody this morning? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're blowing against you. Saints, these winds of life can be life circumstances, trials and tribulations that are going to come. However, they can also come from the enemy. Satan opposes you. Satan wants to kill you. You don't realize it. You know, young people, young people, especially when you're young, when you get older, some old people don't realize it. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day, and I said, you know, you would think that when people get older, they would realize things, and they want to change in their lives. But some people just get older, they're still foolish. They're still just foolish people. They're doing foolish things. They're saying foolish things. They're acting in foolish ways. Destructive ways. They're doing, they're engaged in destructive behavior. You know, people, you say, ain't no fool like a what? I said, Lord, I don't want to be an old fool. I want to walk in wisdom. Because the devil is out to kill you. You don't realize it. You just think it's your life. No, it is not just life. The devil is out to kill you. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Now, you have to, you have to pray for the wisdom of God so that you begin to see what the devil has stolen from you, how the devil is killed in your life. Amen? How the devil has destroyed things in your life. You gotta, yeah, 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 yeah. So Satan is working against you. He's not working for you. He's not your friend. He is your enemy. He opposes God, and he opposes those of us who are committed to God. The third thing I noted is that, that they had been out on the lake all night. Can somebody say all night? Mm. Sometimes trials, sometimes afflictions come, and they go kind of quickly. You know, you catch a cold, all right, and you go and take some cold medicine, and it's over in a few days. But sometimes, like we've been experiencing the COVID virus and now the flu virus and now there's something else, sometimes it comes. They were talking yesterday that over 1.5 million at least people died in the United States during the COVID epidemic. Sometimes things come and they stay. And guess what? It's not over yet. It's not over yet. Sometimes, sometimes trouble comes and it stays. We don't have any control over it. Amen? We do everything we can to change the situations, but they are set to last a long time, and they last a long time. Matthew records that later that night, Jesus was on the mountainside praying, 
amen, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land. Now, I didn't look up to see how big the lake was. Probably could have found that information, amen, to see maybe how much farther they may have had to go. But just think about it. They were not on the ocean. They were on a lake. Amen. They started out in the evening when Jesus sent the people home and they told them to get in the boat and go to the other side. Amen. Later that night, they were a considerable distance from land. And it was shortly before dawn, dawn is at 6 o'clock in the morning, that Jesus decides to go to them. So they've been on the lake all night, rowing, struggling against the wind, struggling against the waves that were against them. Sometimes you're going through, and you're going through, and you're going through. For a long time, for a long time, mm, mm. all night, fighting against the wind, fighting. You know, you know, because because I'm I'm older because of my experience in the church. Some of the old songs really speak to a lot of struggles that people go through. You know, we may not be able necessarily to relate to everything that the older people are saying, but because they struggled, the worship songs tied into what they were dealing with and gave you hope. I don't know, this old song and freedom, this morning's song, freedom kind of reminded me of it, but this old song just been in my mind for the last few days. Jesus took my feet out of the miry clay. Now, some of y'all might be old enough to remember that. Now, you think about the miry clay. Now, now that's, you know, that's in the Bible. But, but that means that you, you, you're stuck in mud, you know, and you're sinking in this, this, this mud. It's almost, I, I thought about quicksand, you know. And the more you struggle, the more you sink. Then it goes on to say, he took my feet out of the miry clay and placed them on the rock to stay. So there are times that you're struggling, but, but the Lord steps in, amen, and he takes you out of that situation and puts you on a solid foundation. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were out there for a long time. Sometimes you're stuck for a long time, but the Lord will take you out. Don't, you know, that's why you don't give up on your children. You don't give up on your loved ones, you know. You don't give up on people that you... There's some people I've been praying for for a long time. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep praying until I can see a change, and I'm not going to give up on folk. You know, you can't give up on people. Not if you love souls. Listen, and this is, this is what Christians have to understand. Regardless of what a person has done, that person has a soul. That person is valuable to God. Amen. And, and, and regardless of what they've done, you got to pray and you got you to ask the Lord, amen, to reach them some way, somehow. It may be through you. It may be through someone else, but you can't give up. You can't give up. They may have been out there for a long time, but you can't give up. The fourth thing I noted is that it is the fear that was heightened in them uh, when they saw Jesus walking on the water. The Bible says, the Bible says, uh, that shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. Amen. Now, now it doesn't say they were already afraid. 
but now they're human beings. What do you think? If you're out on the lake and the wind starts blowing and the waves are buffering and you're out in a boat with an oar and you're trying to paddle your end, and the more you paddle, the more you stroke, amen, the waves are tossing and you're going up and down. and you're, How are you going to feel? You mean to tell me you're going to be sitting out there in that boat? No, you're going to be afraid. But, but, but that's why I believe, amen, and maybe my belief doesn't matter, but the Bible says they were terrified when they saw Jesus. They were already afraid, but when they saw Jesus, now, 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 here you are in the middle of the lake. You've never seen anybody walking on water, and here comes this figure walking. What are you going to think? Same thing they thought. That's a ghost. How many of y'all are afraid of ghosts? How many of y'all can't watch spooky shows? <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. I remember when the exorcist came out. Y'all remember when the exorcist, y'all know, y'all, some of y'all too young, when the exorcist came out. You know, I stopped going to those kind of shows, you know. But I'm not afraid of the devil anymore. You know, I used to be afraid back then because I didn't understand. You know, I saw that show and I'm like, oh, my God, what is this, you know? You know, some people can't sleep at night. They're watching spooky shows. I don't watch them, you know. These are old shows. I know I'm old. Y'all talk about me. That's okay. Chainsaw Massacre, you know. I, I have refused to watch that movie, Snakes on an Airplane. I fly too much. Amen. I'm not on the airplane lifting up my feet trying to look at all night. There's some things I just refuse to do. Are you hearing me? But fear... Fear will grip you. Amen? Amen. When, 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 when you are faced with seemingly impossible situations in life, fear will grip you. It will grip you because, because the devil uses fear to stop you from getting to where you need to get to. Fear will grip you. Fear will grip you. And this is why Jesus said, I mean, Paul said, God didn't give you the spirit of fear. He didn't give it to you. So if God didn't give it to you, where did, where did it come from? Amen. It came from the devil. God gave you the spirit of power of love and a sound mind. Amen. Faith and fear don't work together. No, no, no. no. They are opposed to one another. They are opposed to one another. Amen. Well, seeing this and knowing this, knowing all of this is good, however, how can this help us uh, have the faith to walk on the waters of our lives? How do we have the faith to overcome uh, and be victorious in these seemingly impossible situations of life? Whatever those impossible situations were. Because now listen, this was impossible for man, for Peter to walk on water, but Peter walked on water. So there has to be a message in this for us. Amen. Well, now, this is what the Lord shared with me. Knowledge of the process of, processes of life is important. Knowledge of the processes of life is important. Proverbs 18 and 15 says, An intelligent heart acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise seek knowledge. An intelligent heart. Now, there's some people that are not intelligent. Now, now I ain't calling nobody ignorant. Some people are ignorant. I ain't talking about y'all.
Some people are foolish. But the Bible says an intelligent heart acquires knowledge. And the ear of the wise seek knowledge. Proverbs 24 and 5 says, a wise man, listen to this, a wise man is full of strength. And a man of knowledge enhances his might. So, so as I'm, as I'm receiving, you know where wisdom comes from. God says, if you, if you don't have wisdom, ask me. I'll give it to you. So as God gives me wisdom, then I'm seeking more knowledge. Because as I seek more knowledge, it enhances my might. And we're warned in Hosea, my people are destroyed for lack of what? Knowledge. 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 So we need, we need to have the knowledge the Lord has provided for us in the Scriptures. That's why. And we even sang that this morning, right? Yeah. The Word, talking about the Word of the Lord. And we talk about this all of the time. Amen. We need the knowledge that the Lord has provided. You're going to get knowledge from the world every day you live. Every day you live. Amen. Your eye gate and your ear gate are constantly being flooded with the way the world thinks. Amen. I mean, constantly, every day, in music, in television, you know, uh, uh, on the news. You, you just can't get by it. The world is pumping knowledge to you. But you don't need worldly knowledge. You need the knowledge that God provides for you. God has addressed so many things in the Scriptures that faces us in life. He has not left us without help. If we don't have the help that the Scripture provides, it's not God's fault. It's not God's fault. God has told us that we will have challenges in this life. He's made it clear that some of us, many of us, will go through, and sometimes for a long time. Amen? It is no secret that the, to the informed believer, amen, that in this world we will have tribulation. It's no secret. It's been revealed to us. In this life, some things that are out of our control will be forced upon us, and there's nothing that we can do to stop them. It's going to happen. It's just going to happen. My doctor said to me one day, I was my oncologist, uh, this is way after, this is just a couple of years ago. He said, I don't know why he was talking about this, but at the same time, he told me they didn't expect me to live as long as I live. He said, he said don't worry about this. There was nothing you did to cause this. Well, I wasn't worried about it anyway, but I thank God he told me that, you know, after this time, I wasn't, really wasn't worried about it. I was thanking God for my healing, amen. But I, I thank God he told me. He said, that was nothing you did to cause this. And sometimes things happen and people start blaming themselves when it was out of your control. It was out of your control <laughs> in this life. You know, sometimes things are like storms in the natural. There are times when storms come. And sometimes the storms are violent. Amen. And as much as we would like to stop them, guess what? Now, you know what? I'm praying because this storm that just came up the, up the coast is headed, if it's not, I pray it's past New York because I got to get on that plane tonight. There have been times I've missed a fight because of a storm. So sometimes we want to stop the storms, but we can't stop them. 
No matter how much we want to stop them, the Bible says persecution will come. They will come. You are not exempt. Don't say, Lord, why me? Say, Lord, why not me? And in the midst of why not me, give God glory. Give God praise. Amen. Minister Bailey, you had an accident the other day. You, you, you wouldn't have been here this morning if it had not been for the grace of God. So why, why, you weren't saying, God, why not me? You were giving God praise for your life. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Amen. Don't waste time dealing with what you have no control over. In the midst of what you're going through, give God praise. Amen. In the midst of the attacks of the enemy, give God praise. In the midst of your sickness, give God praise. Yeah, the scripture says all who will live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. He didn't say what that persecution was going to look like. Are y'all listening? Amen. Our Lord gives us this knowledge so that we will not be caught by surprise, nor overthrown when trouble comes in our lives. You already have the knowledge. You already have the knowledge. You already have the knowledge. I can, when I was in college, that was a little while ago. But, you know, I, I would walk and I would think, you know, just walk and think, you know. Walking down, uh, leave my dorm, I walk down the street, you know, just spending time with the Lord and thinking. And I would think about things that could happen in life, you know, and, and knowing that these things were eventually going to happen. But, but I believe the Lord was preparing me so that I would be able to deal with those things, so that I would not be caught unaware when those things would come. And sure enough, they came, and I was not caught unaware. There have been some personal things in my family and stuff that happened, and people didn't understand why I dealt with them the way I dealt with them. Because the Lord had already prepared me. I'd already been thinking about these things. I'd already been praying about these things. I knew that these things were going to eventually come so that I, in thinking about them and in praying about them and hearing the word of the Lord, I would be prepared when they came. Does anybody hear what I'm saying? You cannot live your life acting like nothing is going to happen. It's going to happen. And you don't have to wait until you get 60 to stop thinking about it. When you're 14, when you're 15, Josiah, when you're 16 or 17, now is the time to start thinking about it because the devil wants to destroy you. And if he can't get you while you're young, he'll keep working at you. He'll keep putting at you. He'll keep coming at you. Until he, shot, until he wipes you out if you allow him. Mm. Yeah. Listen to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we have knowledge, we have this knowledge, we're already strengthened. If we're wise, we will arm ourselves even the more with the right mindset. If we are strengthened, because we are wise, we will arm ourselves even the more with this mindset. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, No temptation, no test has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. Don't ever tell yourself or don't ever feel like you're the only one. You're not the only one. 
You're not the only one going through what you're going through. You're not the only one being attacked by the devil. You're not the only family the devil has attacked. You're not the only one. No test has overtaken you except what has come to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted or tested beyond what you can bear. But when you're tempted, when you're tested, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 1 says, Since therefore Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves with the same way of thinking. I want to stop with that right there because that's, that's just good enough right there. Since Christ suffered, arm yourself with the same way of thinking. So when we used to sing that song, if Job had to suffer, what about me? I would say if Jesus had to suffer, what about me? Consider him who endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your mind. You have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. When I think about that thing, I say, yeah, people have talked about me. I've gone through this, but guess what? I shed blood. I was shed in the blood. I was shed blood. So I had to arm myself. You got to arm yourself with the right way of thinking. Ooh. Secondly, right. so this knowledge that the Lord has provided for us in the scripture helps us to have faith to walk on water, the waters of life. All right. So I'm not necessarily talking about physical water. The Lord wants you to walk on physical water. You can do that too. But I'm talking about the waters of life. Secondly, note that when the disciples were out on the water, the Lord Jesus was not far away and was well aware of what they were going through. Can you say, the Lord knows what I'm going through? He's not far away. Don't you remember the word of God says, Jesus said, I will be with you how long? He's with you. Uh, not only is he with you, but he is where? He is in you. Amen. He is in you. Amen. Hallelujah. He knows what you're going through. He knows every storm. Amen. He knows every gust of wind. He knows every tossing of the waves. The Lord knows what you are going through. And he promised that he will be with us. Amen. And he is. Amen. He lives in every one of us. Therefore, nothing can happen without him knowing about it. And because he's omniscient. Amen. Amen. Because he's all wise. He knows about it before it comes. Yeah. He knew when he sent those disciples across that lake that the storm was going to come. But when he sent them, he sent them to go to the other side. Mm. Oh, God. Life can be life. Can be life. Some people say life is life. And, yeah, it can be something, but you got to know that when the Lord called you and sent you, he sent you to go to the other side. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. You know, I am victorious. I said, I am victorious. I don't care what happens in life. I am victorious. Amen. I didn't come here to stay. Bless the name of Jesus. Amen. The Lord has already provided a place for me that where he is, I can be also. Amen. I already have the first fruits of eternal life, so I don't have anything to worry about. Are you understanding what I'm saying? 
He, when he called me, he called me to go to the other side. He didn't say I would, would not have trials. He didn't say storms would not come in my life. He did not say sickness would not come. But he called me to go to the other side. And I'm going to the other side. Yeah. Yeah. The Lord is with us. Hallelujah. And if you're going through, the devil is not going to kill you. If you're going through, you're not going to perish at the hand of the enemy. Amen. The Lord knows everything about you. Amen. The Lord has not forsaken you. The Lord has not left you alone. Amen. 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 Uh, he is with you, and in due time, the Lord will deliver. Job declared in Job 23 and 10, he knows the way that I take. And when he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. Let me tell you, the Lord knows the way you're taking. The Lord sees every step of your journey. And when you have been tested, you're going to come through as pure gold. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, you've taken away of faith, what you're going through right now. In due time, the Lord will deliver you. In due time, you're going to come forth. Amen. You don't have any control over due time, but you know that due time is coming. So you just wait for due time. All the days of my appointed time, I will wait until my chains come. Hallelujah. And at the end of Job's story, amen, his chains came. Hallelujah. Everything he lost, the Lord gave it back double. I speak double over somebody's life today. Everything you've lost, the Lord is restoring to you double. All of the health that the devil took, the Lord is restoring to you double. All of the finances the devil took, the Lord is restoring to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So don't think it's strange, the fiery trial. Hallelujah. That is that, you, that, that, that you're going through. Don't think it. Don't think it's strange. Amen. These trials that have come to test you as though something strange has happened to you. Stop acting like it's strange. It's not strange. Whatever you're going through, it's not strange. Amen. I can remember when that doctor said, you've got a tumor in your body. I looked at that doctor and said, it's got to come out because it has no business being there. I didn't think it was strange that I had a tumor. Everybody, other people have tumors. Other people go through. So why couldn't I go through? Only thing in my mind was getting it out because the Lord had work for me to do. Hallelujah. I went through what I had to go through. And when I went back to the doctor, to the surgeon, amen, one of the first questions that came on my mind was, when can I go back to the mission field? Hallelujah, doctor. Well, you can travel next month if you want to. I know my wife didn't want to hear that. Amen. But I was ready to go back to do the work of the Lord. Amen. I did not think it strange. Hallelujah. He go, Peter goes on to say, but rejoice that you share in the sufferings of Christ so that you may be overjoyed at the revelation of his glory. Let me tell you something. God's glory is going to be revealed. And when you have suffered and when you've gone through, you can be overjoyed and you can rejoice. Hallelujah. At the revelation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Of his glory. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Now, 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 now to walk on the water of life. To walk on the water of life. Listen, I'm almost finished. I know. Amen. This kind of 
taking my time. Amen. I'll give it to you the way the Lord gave it to me. Amen. The Lord was giving it to me, and I was falling asleep. I said, let me go to sleep. I'll get up in the morning and let the Lord give me some more. Because what I was writing by that time was me and not the Lord. Amen. 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 Now, to walk on the waters of life, you must be willing to trust Jesus. Very simple. To walk on the waters of life, you must be willing to, have to trust Jesus. If nobody else is willing, you know, we used to sing that song, if mama don't go, daddy don't go, sister don't go, brother don't go, I'll go if I have to go by myself. You got to mean that. You got to mean that. Because sometimes people decide they're not going. Amen. You got to go. You got to trust him. You must be willing to trust him. Your willingness is important because it speaks of your desire, of your will. Amen. We have the freedom to will to choose good or evil. Listen now. You have the ability to choose good or evil. You do. You got that freedom. Amen. You have the ability of the will to trust or not to trust. We may not realize what we are doing. However, we are deciding in the moment to do one thing or the other. The freedom to choose is powerful. So you are a powerful being. Mm. Yeah, yeah. If you choose to be afraid, you will be afraid. Holy Spirit cannot force you not to be afraid. He will not force you not to be afraid. Hallelujah. You have the ability to choose to stay in the boat or get out of the boat. Holy Spirit is not going to force you to get out of the boat. There were 12 disciples in that boat. 11 decided to stay in the boat. Peter said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. Peter, Jesus had come, and Peter stepped out of the boat. He was willing. He was willing. He was willing. He was willing. Holy Spirit is not going to stop you from worrying. If you want to worry, you're going to worry. Holy Spirit is not going to stop you. Now, the Bible does say don't worry. But some people, get, some people feel good worrying, I think. You know, they just like to worry. I don't like to worry. So I don't carry stuff too long. I'll cast it out because I don't like worrying. But some people just like to worry. Why do you want to worry? Just like to worry. You know? Yeah. Ooh, Lord have mercy. Yeah. If you choose to stay in financial bondage, or any kind of bondage for that matter, you will stay in bondage. It's your choice. Holy Spirit will not force you to get out of bondage. Parents, you can't force your children to get out of bondage. You cannot, it's their choice. It's their will to be where they are. You can't force them out of it. You may see what they're going through. You may see the devastation. You may see the destruction. It may grieve you, but you cannot force them to come out. You can't force them to choose another way. Some people say you got to hit rock bottom. I've seen people hit rock bottom and get up and start doing better, hit rock bottom again. Because they choose to stay where they are. They don't choose to do anything different. I was talking to somebody just the other day. I know I'm preaching long, 
Y'all won't hear me in three weeks. So I'm going to preach longer. Amen. <laughs> Talking to somebody the other day, and he's sharing with me a situation. And I'm like, you made these choices. You made choices, and now you want other people to help you get out of your situations from the choices you made. I ain't got time. I used to do it, but I ain't doing it no more. I ain't doing it no more. No, no, no. I'll listen to you. I'll listen to you talk about how people don't care, how Christians don't care. No, 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 no. The Bible says a man don't work, and don't eat. If I'm spending my life learning, learning how to make a living, learning how to be a husband and be a family man and be settled, and you're running the streets and you're running from one woman to the other, from one job to the other, or either won't work, then when you get in trouble, don't come to me. Especially when I told you. Folk in our families, our families do the same thing. And then here you are struggling, trying to find a way to help them. I've seen people almost lose everything they have trying to help their children who are lazy, shiftless. They're dead and gone. Their children are still acting crazy. I ain't talking to y'all. Y'all got it all together. Woo, somebody say, it's the truth anyhow. Mm. You got to be willing. You got to be willing to trust him. God said through Isaiah to Judah and Jerusalem in Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Of course, they chose not to. But the Lord said, as he talked about them, he talked about them being a rebellious people and a stubborn people. Saints, we got to recognize when people are rebellious, when people are stubborn, but they have the opportunity. If you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Saints, God has so much for his children, but we must first be willing to trust him. Because trust in Jesus is the key to walking on water. Hallelujah. Don't go to sleep on me. I got to finish this. Mm. Amen. Not only only was Peter willing, yeah, and Peter was, he was a human being just like those other disciples, but he was willing. He was willing to trust Jesus to do the seemingly impossible. What are you facing? Are you willing to trust Jesus? Not only was Peter willing but he, was, he also obeyed the command. Peter obeyed the command that Jesus gave. Oh, yes. He obeyed the voice of the Lord. When Jesus said, come, the Bible says Peter stepped out of the boat and went walking to Jesus on water. I don't want to go to Peter beginning to sink. I, want, I just want to deal with him being obedient because he walked on water. Somebody say he walked on water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus dealt with his little faith, amen, amen, and kept dealing with his little faith, amen, until Peter got strong and became a leader in the church, amen. But Peter walked on water because at that moment he obeyed the voice of the Lord, amen. Saints, we talk about wanting to overcome, but how many of us stop short of obeying the voice of the Lord, amen, amen.
Yeah, 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 yeah. We stop short. It's not enough to be willing. We've got to also be obedient to the voice of the Lord. You see, the Bible says God watches over his word to perform his word. Amen. So when God sees us being obedient to his voice, then God moves to perform his word in our lives. I remember my first trip uh, on the mission field. Amen. I remember the first time I went to Liberia. Amen. I never heard, I never been to Africa before. I didn't know what to experience, what to expect. I didn't know what, 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 what I was going to teach. I didn't know what I was going to preach. Amen. I just knew that I got the invitation, but I wasn't the only one who got the invitation. Every preacher in the association received the same invitation that I received, but I was willing and obedient. Hallelujah. I got on the ground in Liberia. I can remember as it was yesterday. When I stepped off the plane, there was a terrible odor in the air. I didn't know what it was. Amen. I saw a man at the gate standing with a machine gun. I'd never been to an airport in the United States and saw a man standing, a soldier standing with a machine gun. I said, Lord, what have I gotten myself into? But I was willing and obedient. I got in a village, glory to God, amen, there was no clean, safe water to drink. The water was stinking, amen, but I had to drink water. So we boiled the water and cooled the water so we could drink it. I didn't know what to teach. I said, Lord, what will you have me teach these people? And God said, ask the people what their concerns are. And when I asked the people, then I began to develop the teaching for that conference. I was willing and obedient. And the rest of it is history. That was way back in 1998. Here it is, 2023. Amen. I preached, glory to God, amen, in at least eight different countries on the continent of Africa, not including the Western Hemisphere, because I was willing and obedient. I wonder how many of you are willing and obedient. You can eat the good of the land. God will bless you. God will enlarge your territory. God will make a way out of no way. You will be like Peter. When the Lord says come, you will step out of the boat and begin to walk on the waters of life as you obey the voice of God. If you are willing and obedient, you've got to trust the Lord and you've got to obey the Lord. Hard times will come. Trouble will come. But trust the Lord. Sickness will come. But trust the Lord. Trouble will come. But trust the Lord. If you are willing and obedient, you will be able to walk on the waters of life. Hallelujah. Whatever those waters of life are in your life, you'll be able to walk on the waters. I'm not saying it'll be easy at first because all of these things will be coming up against you. But you got to trust the Lord. Got to be willing to trust Him. Something about a willing mind. See, some of you, some people close off their mind to the Lord and what the Lord wants to do. And they decide they're going to do it their way. Or there's a better way. They know better than God. I found out I don't know better than God. I've got to trust him. I've got to be willing. I've got to be obedient. 
I consider my life blessed. I told somebody this. I might have said it here, but I told someone else. If I went home to be with the Lord today, I've lived a full and meaningful life. I don't have billions of dollars. I don't have millions of dollars. But I'm, 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 the joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm happy in Jesus. Hallelujah. The Lord has fulfilled my life. People have come, people have gone. But the Lord has allowed me to live a fulfilled life. Because I've been willing and done everything right. But I've been willing and I've been obedient. The Lord has blessed my life. That's why I learned that when the Lord says go, if I trust him, he'll provide the resources. When I talk to people about going on the mission field, the first thing, one of the first things they say is, where's the money going to come from? I say, well, if the Lord says go, the Lord will provide the resources. And you've heard my testimony constantly, even this morning. Being in the zone, in the realm of overflow, since I said that, people have put money in my pocket. Because the Lord sees my willingness to go. Am I going to be staying in a five-star hotel? Nope. Am I going to be preaching in air-conditioned buildings? Nope. Am I going to eat some strange food? Yes. But I'm willing and obedient. And all I can say, what the Lord has done in my life is marvelous in my eyes. Some of you have been with me. You've seen this. You've had the experience. There's nothing like it. See people who are hungry for the gospel. See people appreciate the little things. See people delivered from demonic influences. See, people give their lives to Jesus. It's nothing like it. Ministry here is good, but it's not like ministering in a third world country. Because we're too comfortable. Sometimes we just don't trust the Lord. We want the excitement about the faith to go through the difficult times. Amen. So this morning, there are some waters in your life that are turbulent. The winds are blowing against you. The waves are beating against your life. In the midst of that, the Lord says, you can have the faith to walk on those waters. Be willing to trust me. Take the next step and obey. Obey my voice. And you will see the miraculous in your own life if you're willing and obedient. So this morning, if you're in the sanctuary or if you're watching me online, 
Think about the word that the Lord has sent today. Think about the help you need, the hope you need to make it through. It comes through faith in Christ. If you're willing and obedient. If you are a believer but you find yourself worrying, you find yourself getting overwhelmed by situations of life, now you got to be willing to cast that worry off and stop worrying because worrying doesn't change anything. You got to be willing to trust the Lord. Put it in the Lord's hand and go to sleep at night. You said, Pastor, that's easier said than done. You got to be willing. Say, I got to be willing. See, when we get to that's easier said than done, it deals with what we still want to hold on to. Got to be willing to let it go. God will help you. He will help you. He will help you. If you're here today and you want to give your life to Jesus, I want to give you that opportunity to come. Trust the Lord. You may have tried a whole lot of things. The things that you placed your hope in have failed you. Will you place your hope in Jesus? He will not fail you. Will you trust Jesus? He will not fail you. If you're not saved today, you've not placed your trust in him and you want to give your life to him, trust him with your life, come today. Make that decision today. Pray this prayer along with me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. Lord, I've tried so many things. They failed me. But Lord, the preacher said, you won't fail. Lord, I place my trust in you. Because you are trustworthy. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Save me from my sin. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. I give myself to you today. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Amen. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well and give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. That's Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. Give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you. Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to help further this cause, 
we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world, on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.